Chime in, anytime. <laughs> oh no, I'm enjoying this far too much. Haven't you ever seen a rare hairless Wookiee before? Oh. Always remember I am here. Always remember I am Not a Wookiee. Hello there, and welcome to episode 33 of Distant Echoes, a Star Wars podcast where we travel through the galaxy watching each episode of every Star Wars TV series in whatever order we please. I'm your host, Cassie. And I'm your other host, a patrolling clone trooper, really confused by the puzzling <laughs> message uh, of my Bail or Gotham. <laughs> Also known as Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a moment if you're just confused by why we would choose that. Um, but it's because we're finishing up our watch of Tales of the Jedi. Um, we have two last episodes, which I'm sure everyone has already watched, but we really stretched them out here. <laughs> um, it's, it's weird when they're like such short episodes. And we'll yeah. talk about that oh, as well. Absolutely. Uh, the shortness uh, being kind of... Kind of a little bit of a problem. Frustrating but, yeah. in some ways, to say the least. Um, but we are on the last two, and whoo. They're good ones. Yeah. The whole They're s- intense. The whole series is good. Um, also, too, just real quick housekeeping stuff uh, <laughs> that we didn't even talk about before. But after we're done with this, we obviously pause our run through of season one of The Bad Batch. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that already. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, oh, we're going can't. back to Clone Wars. You can't. Um, we'll be continuing with that in preparation for the... Let's dr- just start it over again. Start what over again? The Bad Batch. Oh. <laughs> You're like the podcast? I was like, start? Why we got to start over again? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> that'll, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could. Or we could just, as uh, our listeners could, go back and listen to those episodes. Oh, that's true. Uh, to, get, uh, to get all caught up on everything Bad Batch. Um, and prep for the season two premiere on January 4th. So we should be, I think we'll be a little behind the premiere. Um, but maybe what we can do is we might be like combining. Cause I know there's a couple of like three parters and stuff yeah. like that, that we'll be probably uh, clumping into one episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, and also uh, we won't be doing a rewatch of the Christmas special this year. Aww. Although that would be kind of fun to just make that a uh, yearly tradition. And just Honestly, we could. Can we, we could not, not table it entirely because I'm still gonna say that that's one of my favorite <laughs> things ever. Maybe, maybe we'll have a special episode. Or we drop. should at least have it on the background when we have Christmas at our house. Oh, absolutely. We can it's so good. We can rewatch it. Um, I was just gonna say if you want to hear our uh, take uh, with our good pal Derek from uh, Walloping Web Snappers and uh, Gimmicks Podcast. Uh, you can uh, go back and listen to, uh, I don't remember which episode number it is, but our our rewatch, or our first watch and first impressions of the uh, 19, I believe, 78 Christmas special, which it is as everything the name Life would imply. Life Day special. Life Day special. Sorry. Yes. Holiday special. Um, it is very special. It's so special. It's so amazing. But that's not what we're here to do That's today. right. We are finishing Tales of the Jedi, like I said. And we are on the last two episodes, which are entitled Practice Makes Perfect and 
resolve. And these two circle around Ahsoka, finally. We we talked about how these few episodes we knew were going to specifically be around specific Jedi. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, Yaddle and Dooku. And now we are on Ahsoka again. Yeah. We hadn't seen her since the very beginning. When she was a little baby with little feetsies. It was interesting how they de- they decided to kind of separate those out. I'm I'm curious if that was always the intention to have like one Ahsoka episode and then three Dooku episodes and then two Ahsoka episodes to close liked, it out. I kind of liked it um, because it, I don't know, the time between kind of is reminiscent of the time that has stretched out between Ahsoka being an innocent little baby, and now we're getting back into, like, darker territory again. Yeah. Uh, Especially with this first episode, which we can dive right into. Um, Like I said, it's called Practice Makes Perfect, and the motto is a Jedi Padawan motto. The story through line description is a Jedi Padawan is given a seemingly impossible exercise. The director is Saul Ruiz, who we've seen multiple times now. And, of course, Dave Filoni is the writer. And the cast is not anyone we've never heard of before. Um, They're all our favorites. So Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka, Matt Lantern as Lantern, not Lantern, as Anakin, Dee Bradley Baker as Captain Rex and Jesse, James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And... We also do see, like, other characters, and we'll talk about it in a second, mm-hmm. like, in the show, but they aren't voiced. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, the first person we... So, Anakin is running through the Jedi Temple, and he's clearly late to his own Padawan's, like, training ceremony ep- ep- exercise that other people are there to watch. Not a lot of people are there to watch, though. I don't know... I don't know what the protocol is, but Yoda's there, Obi-Wan's there, and then in the corner, I pointed out to Tommy that Caleb Doom, and they're watching uh, Ahsoka be trained by this, um, I didn't get the race of this Jedi, but I've never really seen it before. We, we actually, the, the, that Jedi's been in an episode before. Sanubi. Yes, was in, I want to say it was like the one where we see more of the Padawan, or not the Padawans, the younglings. That makes sense. So he's probably like the Padawan trainer, or at least the Padawan trainer, like, that oversees their their school schooling or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she like fucking blows through these droids. She's so badass. It's so cute because little Caleb Doom like gets up and gets really <laughs> excited. And he's like, oh, my God, did you see that? So that that was really cute. Um, he's very excited about her. And she thinks she does a great job. And then, you know, so Anakin comes up and bows with her, which is like, he didn't do shit. He wasn't even there. Yeah. But he gets up and bows with her in front well, of I mean, the he, masters. He trained her. Yeah. Up till that point. Still, sure. But she says, like, do you want to say anything? And he's like, I don't think you want me to comment. And it was like, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? But anyway, that happens. And Anakin's like, we need, to, we need to train you for real. Like, this is just... Everyone's can everyone's used to this type of training, so it's not really training. And then, of course, we see this montage essentially of Anakin training Ahsoka by having the clone troopers led by Rex with Jesse and all the crew that we're used to um, using their blasters on stun to just like surround her and attack her. And she's like over and over again stunned and knocked out. This is obviously some deep foreshadowing, which happens in the actual episode itself um where she eventually encounters jesse um during order 66 wanting to 
attack her and detain her and Rex has his inhibitor chip gone so he pretends that he is mm-hmm. arresting her and he comments at the end of this episode like I hope all that training comes in handy yeah I paid off uh, and it's just so fucked it's just so fucked like ugh, it's yeah. just so fucked yeah <laughs> it, this was an interesting one because again the whole the whole impetus for these episodes we talked about it when we first started talking uh, about the show was that Dave Filoni kind of described them as these like quiet tone poems. So it's like very minimal dialogue. And that holds true, right? Of like yeah. in this episode, it's like, and you get like the through line of like very similar to Dooku and, um, oh my God, his, his Padawan. Why am I blanking? Uh, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. Where, like, they say, like, similar lines to one another, and it yeah. kind of, like, carries through, and you can kind of see that progress through that. Like, the you're late thing, too. Yeah, so it was, like, we, the first thing that happens is Obi-Wan says, you're late, uh, or he says, you're right on time to Anakin, and Anakin said, I thought I was late, uh, and Obi-Wan says, that's what I meant, and then <laughs> when Ahsoka shows up for the special training that Anakin has set up for her, she says, uh, it's the same thing. I the thought same I was thing late, out. and yeah. he was like, that's what I meant. And so it is... I mean, it, those types of things really do make these episodes feel kind of like poetry. I mean, they really do. But it is interesting because one of the things that I took note of is when we watch Clone Wars and you have Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, like one of the things that's very char- characteristic for them is they're kind of like quippy dialogue, like back and forth. Like they're very like sharp in terms of like, saying things back and forth. So it is kind of strange when you do have just like very little things said to one another, but it makes it more impactful, right? Mm-hmm. So when we have the activity, uh, the activity, the, the training um, that Anakin sets up, he says like only a few things in that scene. He just keeps saying like again, 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 like when she keeps getting knocked down, they have a quick kind of like dialogue between one another. You can see Ahsoka is like visibly frustrated. Anakin kind of explains to her like, it's my, like, your life is my responsibility, and the only way that I can have full responsibility on that is to train you to protect yourself. There's a change, though, I feel like, noted at that moment when he finally explains to her, mm-hmm. even though he's explaining it like, this is my responsibility, you have to survive, because or else it's my fault. But it's also more like, I don't want you to die, Yeah, is the undertone, and... There is a visible change in Ahsoka where she's like, okay, he's not just being an asshole. He actually cares about me. Which is, it's Anakin's downfall, but it's also his strength, right? Of his attachment, right? He's attached to Ahsoka more than like a a Jedi master. To his little sister. And a Jedi. Yeah, they're like brother and sister. And so that attachment, and I think that carries through even to... Uh, Ahsoka, and I think Obi-Wan has that too. Like, I, I definitely think there's a lot of that in Obi-Wan. That's what helps them kind of survive, right? That's like, why Obi-Wan is the best Jedi, because he doesn't succumb to that, He, but he fails to convert, or at least he fails to pull Anakin back up, you know? He tried. Yeah. He was like, you're my brother. Like, I loved you. I love you. Like, yeah. he tells him he loves him, and it still doesn't do it, which is really sad. Yeah, but he in that moment has to like let duty kind of prevail. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. He has to let duty prevail uh, in order to 
Yeah. Yeah. So, but I will say Obi-Wan's overall story, I feel like, is one, and we're getting like way rabbit hole on this. That's fine. But his overall story, I feel like, ends with kind of attachment, right? Of mm-hmm. like, he sacrifices himself. He doesn't sacrifice himself for the duty of the Jedi Order. I, although I guess you can make that argument. Um, but he sacrifices himself for Luke and Leia, who yep. he's been caring for and like, sec- well, secretly caring for for like the longest time. Yeah. Um, and. You know, he he says the line of like, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you could have ever imagined. And he, you know, waits until Luke is in view and yeah, he's like, know, gives Dude, himself up. I've been training to be a force ghost my whole life. <laughs> it took a while for my master to figure it out, but he told me the secret and I'm like, okay, I got it. Yeah. I'm ready um, for this shit. Um, but I think, again, I think that that is jumping back to the episode, I think that is the thing that's powerful about like Anakin in this moment, right? Of like, there's no reason for any of the Jedi to have to train against the clones. Right. Mm -mm. But he, because he cares enough about her. And and also too, I think it's a power thing, right? He, he wants to be the most powerful Jedi. I also think he wants to have the most powerful Padawan. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, so kind of thinking more insidiously about that. I was in this whole, what if moment where what if, Anakin knew that Palpatine was bringing him to the dark side before he eventually truly found out. Just just go with me here. This is not obviously what happened. But mm-hmm. he knew that Ahsoka was going to have to fight the clones. He knew that Order 66 was going to be enacted. And he was like, I don't want her to die still. So I'm going to train her to fight them. And I told you this, I was like, what if, having discovered that later on, somehow, Ahsoka became Anakin's or Darth Vader's actual Padawan on the dark side? Because she would have been the fucking scariest, most powerful, like, I mean, Darth Vader is probably one of the worst Sith. Like, he's, in terms of, like, he's very cruel and very powerful. Could you imagine him having... Ahsoka as a Sith Padawan, that would have been yeah. insane. Yeah, I mean, it would have been Ahsoka leading like the Inquisitors kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, that would have been crazy. Leading <laughs> the clones underneath her, like because she's already friends with them. Like, yeah, like it would have just been wild. I'm sure there is a uh, what is what's the word what I'm if? looking for? Oh. Well, what if, but like a um, fan fiction, fan fiction, yes, oh, thank dude. you. That's out there. Would have been crazy. I also just wanted to note um, you were talking about tone. Um, they're very subtle and they, not subtle, really, but kind of, I was kind of confused at first uh, when Ahsoka, when they all first show up, everybody's hair is different. Like Anakin has this different hairstyle oh, yeah. that he's ever had in Clone Wars, and Obi Wan has like this weird blunt mullet thing. And I'm like, you've never worn your hair like that. Why is your hair like this? But I think it's supposed to show. I think it was a choice to show the time change because yeah. halfway through the episode, without any real like animation difference as far as like her fighting with the clones and stuff, you see the clones' armor change, right, with to the blue accents, denoting that it's later on, and you also see. Um, you also see Ahsoka using her two lightsabers halfway through yeah. as opposed to her one lightsaber because she is, she has a, um, Shoto lightsaber, mm-hmm. which is preferred by people who are trained in Jarkai, which she is. Yeah. Um, and that's a change I think that follows like the, the timeline in Clone Wars 2, mm-hmm. um, 
because I don't a hundred percent recall like when I feel like in most of the show she has two lightsabers, but there's like back and forth stuff. And also yeah. I think her, her lightsaber color changes too. She has yeah. green uh to begin with and then it changes to blue. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it it's I think this one is is perfect in terms of what it set out to do, which was it seemed like it set out to say, how do we take a very extremely emotional moment in the show and add to it without detracting from it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it is, it's a very simple thing that they do and it makes total sense. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's something, all of this feels natural, right? Like Anakin choosing to do something different than what the Jedi order tells him to. Like, yeah. of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Ahsoka, like learning and getting better and you see her progress. Like that's something that, follows through with her trajectory in the show as well. Um, Kind of that you never know kind of idea from Anakin of, you know, that's kind of just his personality. All of it makes sense. And it adds to that final moment that you were, you had mentioned of, you know, the order 66 happening and the very final moments of the clone war show where Ahsoka has to, with Rex take on the rest of the clones. Um, I like when they do that. And it doesn't have to, like, it doesn't feel like it changes anything, mm-hmm. right? Which is the opposite. Of course, yeah. To the next episode, which is called Resolve. And Tommy can talk a little bit more about the differences since you've actually, like, read the book. Or yeah. gone, started reading the book. Oh, no, I finished. I, I, oh, I, I read it a long time ago, so yeah. it's it's I tough for me to remember. I have some notes in here, too, yeah. that show the differences. And you can let me know whether they're right or not. But um, this one's summary is a former Jedi is faced with the truth that they cannot be something they are not. The director, Saul Rue, is, um, and then the writer is Dave Filoni. We have pretty much the same cast, but we have a few new voices that I will note. Uh, Phil Lamar is back as Bail Organa. Uh, we have Clancy Brown as the Inquisitor that we see in this episode, who I noted is Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob, <laughs> which I think is amazing. Uh, Dave Shaughnessy as the old man who is in the village. Um, he mm-hmm. does voices for Elder Scrolls, World of Warcraft, Mass Effect. He was also the pirate goblin in the labyrinth. The David Bowie labyrinth was, I thought was really cool. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we have Deep Bradley Baker again. We also have Brighton James as the village brother. They don't name him, but I'm pretty sure he has a name in the book. Um, and then Dana Davis is the village sister, who I also believe is an actual character in the book. Kind of. <laughs> There's like two sisters in the book, I think. But I know that there is a sister who actually has a crush on Ahsoka, I think. Yeah, so in the book, you're right. It, w- it was sisters. She doesn't have a brother. It's uh, Kadeen and Miara Lart. Lart? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce their names. <laughs> uh, but it seems like one of the sisters, at least, is kind of picked up or, I don't know, input into the to the series. Because in the book, um, you're right, the the one sister, I believe it's Kadeen, uh, seems to have kind of a crush on uh, on uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka. <laughs> um, and there's kind of maybe like hints that maybe Ahsoka does too, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, we can continue on in the episode because there's a lot of differences that we'll have to talk about. Yeah, so we begin at, uh, we're actually on, um, where are we? So I don't think they say in the show... But in the book, I assume it's Naboo. Oh, I'm sorry. In oh yeah yeah yeah, it's um yes yes okay. it's where uh Senator 
Palpatine, Senator Palpatine. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, Senator Palpatine's from there. Uh, but that's where Padme and mm-hmm. Bale. It's, they're from. Um, they're so from. there's this beautiful funeral, and we see sweet Padme. Uh, is she in water? That's weird. Um, but maybe that's a thing. I don't know. I didn't think she was. I thought it was just like a casket. She kind of looked very Ophelia-esque because there were flowers all around her. Maybe she wasn't in water. But anyway, um, she's being, there's a funeral procession. We see Bale and we actually see Mon Mothma with him standing there watching the funeral. And Bale notices Ahsoka cloaked in the, in the, um, crowd and she kind of slips out, but he follows her. And, you know, Bale's like, what are you doing here? It's very dangerous. Obviously the clones are still hunting and now the Inquisitors are hunting Jedi. And she's like, well, she was my friend. And I, you know, I can't help but stay away. Like, I can't stay away. Like, I wanted to see her. Um, but she very much, at this point, there's a, there's a, you know, intonation that she is not fighting anymore. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm just here to see this funeral. That's it. Um, we have this moment where the clones, like, kind of run in on them. And Ahsoka's already hidden away, but she's still listening. So Bale's, like, talking to her, but talking to the clones. And that's when we harken back to our weird, confused clones listening to Bale say, like, if you ever need me, just call me. And they're like, what the fuck? I'm just... <laughs> Dude, just come on. You're, that you, moment was get weird. Get back to the party. We don't know what you're doing here. You're not supposed to be back here. Yeah, he's obviously talking to Ahsoka in that moment, but the clones are just kind of like... It was just so funny. They're like, "Okay, dude, whatever." Yeah, he's You're like, drunk. "We have a duty that we have to do. Like, we, you know, we we have to make sure that we're like upholding. Like, sometimes we have to make sure, and it's just like, are you drunk? Like, what? <laughs> Come on, let's go back. Yeah. Anyway, they take him back. Ahsoka listens, but then she ends up, you know, getting back on her ship with Rex. Uh, but then we kind of, you know, I guess kind of fast forward to this moment where she is on this other planet. In the book, it says it's a moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it only has one settlement. But here, there's apparently multiple farming settlements. She's out there working the farm with this brother and sister, who apparently in the novel are two sisters. Yep. Uh, so there's a change there. And the brother is obviously kind of an asshole um, throughout. They have this entire conversation um, a little bit later on where he's talking about, like, well, as long as you're loyal to the Empire, they're not going to do anything to you. And the grandfather and the sister are like, yeah, but like they're like persecuting people. Like there's no reason for them to use an iron fist or anything like that. Um, And prior to that moment, the sister, uh, you know, is almost bowled over by this giant wagon of hail, uh, hail, bail, hail, bail, bail, hails. (laughs) I just, I had bail Organa's name stuck in my, (laughs) bales of hay. Bales of hay. Almost fall on her and kill her, apparently. And Ahsoka uses the force to, like, make a little hole and, like, push them away. And she notices that. And so later that night, you know, she runs into her and says, I know. I know what you are. But I'm going to keep your secret because I know that you're the ones that are really protecting us. And then, of course, the brother hears it. And then the next morning when they go to sell the bales of hay at a different settlement, uh, he says, may the force be with you kind of sarcastically and it's very obvious like oh shit he knows um but there's this you know it's it's obviously very awful they return and the brothers seeming you know desire to be loyal to an empire that's literally done nothing for him ever uh backfires because obviously the inquisitor who is the sixth brother i believe raises the entire farm, kills everyone looking for the Jedi that this boy has said has been here. And the boy's only 
prize, according to the Inquisitor, is to be slaughtered. Yeah. And Ahsoka stops that from happening. She decides to use her powers and reveal herself. And that's kind of when she she finally decides, like, okay, I'm going to get back into the fight. She takes the the rest of the family that's still alive back to Bale, back to the Resistance. Um, and she says, I'm ready to fight now. So where we had the other episode that I felt like you said was very staccato and short, but, like, very poignant. The issue we run into here is... This was clearly a much bigger, important, deeper thing in a whole mm-hmm. novel. And I'm not really quite sure why they decided to shorten it into one episode. Yeah, I think that's the the major issue with this one, right? Like, the episode itself is not bad. If you've never read the book, I was like, oh, it's fine. But, yeah. like, knowing that there is a whole book out there that really goes into this. Also, I don't know why certain choices were changed. Yeah. I don't know why it's a brother and sister. Why? Why? Like... I- I don't know either. And so let me so let me just preface by saying like it doesn't <laughs> there there's no like beho- there's no need to be beholden to like what happens in books and things like that. Sure. You know, it is weird though, especially and I think this is where a lot of fans kind of I, I think they get it right in terms of like there was this whole major shift, right, in Star Wars to have the legends and then to have the like quote unquote official canon. <laughs> the the canon moniker I feel like is kind of problematic to begin with because yeah. it's like it feels like it legitimizes certain things and then delegitimizes others mm-hmm. and also and, legitimizes some things that aren't as good as the things that are seen as non-legitimate right <laughs> um, in my mind I think that there's room to have stuff in canon that's just a different interpretation of yes. events that happen like it there's no with something as sprawling as Star Wars, like it's almost it's an impo- like impossible task to keep everything. It's not completely real. straight and clean. You <laughs> so know what the I mean? Timeline's not going to be perfect, right? I think you know. I think that with that said, it is disappointing when because I I, I particularly like the Ahsoka book. Um, honestly, the Ahsoka book is what kind of kicked off my diving into like Star Wars novels and you know led me to reading like some of the ones that like I particularly like and started like learning more about Thrawn and stuff like that like mm-hmm. you know the, the Ahsoka book isn't my favorite it's a it's a young adult novel which there's nothing wrong with that it's just not like that's not usually my style but mm-hmm. it's still a good book I think mm-hmm. the plot details are all really good and it's very well constructed and you do get you do get a lot of extra details into Ahsoka and I think that's what kind of doesn't sit that well with me is that you know it, it, it honestly i think it was the wrong moment for them to choose yeah. for ahsoka um they i think it's it just is it's problematic because it unintentionally like erases some well i shouldn't say unintentionally because i don't know what their intentions were but it erases some representation in terms of like the possible relationship between i mean there is no relationship in the book of course but like there is kind of like a well. Let me let me back up again. There is a relationship in the book um, in, between Ahsoka and uh, Kadeen, I believe is her name, and it kind of like erases that, and mm-hmm. that sucks. <laughs> um, the other thing that's interesting is that so I mean, there's a lot of details that are different, so I might as well just kind of like jump into some of them. The the first part of the the book is. Ahsoka basically like takes up residence on this world 
is a mechanic and she like has to hide the fact that she's a Jedi. Like that's yeah. a huge thing. Like she never uses the, like the force until it's like kind of a, a very pivotal moment. Obviously in the show, like we can't wait that long. So they have her kind of use the force to save someone. Okay, really So quickly. that's not the same thing. It's not the same. Yeah. That's, okay. a, that's a different, also, um, like with the bill of hay killed her. Like it was a lot of hay. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so she's living in this agricultural place, and the Empire's presence kind of grows gradually in this this village. So there's that aspect of it as well, um, and there's kind of like this tension that builds as it's this farming planet in the Outer Rim. Um, actually, it's a moon. Um, I forget the name of it, um, but, but basically she's living there. She does use the name Ashla, which is kind of cool, and also the name Ashla... For those who don't know, that was originally going to be Ahsoka's name. Um, her name was going to be Ahsoka uh, Ashla. the The Empire's occupation like kind of ramps up. They ask for like more and more in terms of uh, the like production from the farm, and it just like gets to be like so much. Um, she ends up revealing herself as a Jedi when she saves um, some of the townsfolk from blaster fire, um, and. It, so there is a lot of differences there. And obviously, like, you can't have that much buildup in a 15-minute episode. Mm -hmm. I think that, like, again, the problem isn't that you're leaving out a ton of details. It's that it doesn't feel like it matches some of the tone, right? Like, I don't understand why they had a brother who, like, turned them in other than they needed it for, like, the plot details, which is fine. Like, you have to yeah. have that. Um, also, too, they they did change the, the Inquisitor that she faces slightly. So it's the sixth brother. There's descriptions of the sixth brother in the in the book the the fight how the fight ends it is pretty quick in the book mm -hmm. um but there is like a lot more of like a lead up and there's she fucking decapitated him did she <laughs> decapitate him in the book uh so in the book she grabs after like they fight for a little bit she grabs the lightsaber and like the kyber crystals are like calling to her essentially and she takes like the kyber crystals uh and like kind of like purifies them i think as they're in the lightsaber and it kind of explodes oh um, that's so cool yeah that was a really cool moment um and i wish that was what happened here because like there's this big thing about and i think there's questions too i don't know if it's ever really like i had this interpretation i was like well, were those like the kyber crystals from her lightsaber because her original lightsaber because you know we do see at the end of clone wars darth vader finds her lightsaber in the snow so it's like, well, maybe he like took Dude. her, her, her kyber crystal. That would have been really cool. Yeah, I can't quite remember if that was the case, but they're like, kind of like, it was really cool. Where it's like, there's this moment of them like, like, um, like calling to her. I don't think she, I don't remember if she pur purifies them in that moment. I know she does later on, and those become her kind of like white lightsaber crystals. Mm -hmm. Um, but in that moment, she like basically explodes the lightsaber um and like kills him that way mm. um there's i mean there's a ton of other stuff that's that's different I, i'm not going to go into all of it um the only other thing i'll call out is that the show or the episode of the show starts with bail and her meeting in the book she doesn't meet up with bail until much 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 later mm -hmm. um and he like doesn't a even year or so yeah, and she he doesn't even know that she's still alive. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a reunion with R two D two. I know, I saw that yeah. too, and he's like an actual pivotal character, mm -hmm. which makes sense because R two is like the only thing she has left of Anakin. Yeah, like, there was also a big moment in the book too. So, really quick, this is a bit huge spoiler for Rebels if you haven't watched that. So just turn it off. 
uh, or mm-hmm. fast forward 30 seconds. Uh, so in in the book, we find out that this is when Ahsoka starts to become Fulcrum, which is a big moment in, Re- in Rebels when we find out who Fulcrum actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, Bale is, is Fulcrum. And uh, basically, she just starts kind of helping, like, um, you know, either helping find Jedi or helping, you know, whatever, the, mm-hmm. the resistance. We don't get that name drop here, which was kind of interesting. I thought that yeah. was like the perfect moment, um, but we don't get that either. But again, not not major. This sounds like I'm like criticizing the show a lot. And and it, it was kind of frustrating that there was so much that they changed because it felt like the tone was off to me. But um, I mean, when it. When a movie changes something in a book and it's intentional and there's a reason behind it, it's more justifiable, right? But when you can't really justify why something's changed, it's frustrating. Yeah. Especially if there's such a there's something in the book that like really resonates with the development of a character mm-hmm. and it's like why would you just deliberately change that? And it's not the justification can't be because I want because it's only thirty minutes long. Well, then maybe this shouldn't be the choice for a 30, 30 minute episode. Yeah, I think that was <laughs> again. I think that was the 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 issue, and, and not even thirty minutes, fifteen. Yeah. Um. So like, you just don't have the amount of time that you would to like develop a lot of those details. So the other the other thing I wanted to call out was that, um. So the author of the book, E.K. Johnson, and and this is I there she might have said more about this afterwards, but basically she tweeted out. There isn't a big conspiracy behind the changes in the Ahsoka story. Dave approved the book six years ago and then kept working on a journey. It's frustrating to see people gleefully declare my book non-canon instead of just using their imaginations like we did. Hmm. Which, like, that's kind of where I come at is, like, a lot of people are like, this decanonizes, like, a lot of the stuff that happens in the book. And it's like, it it doesn't have to. Like, it yeah. doesn't have to. Like Apparently, Lucasfilm even said, hasn't even said anything about it. It's, they were just like, guys, like, it's a story and both of them can be valid and it's not like ahsoka dies or something crazily different happens yeah just a different interpretation of it's kind of like mythology right it's like they're different and fairy tales it's like the the storybooks could have gotten it wrong but there are different interpretations based on what you want to believe your hero did right and it's like what is what is the narrative structure of tales of the jedi right like is it you know, in in the Ahsoka novel, I believe it's obviously third person, but um, I believe it kind of it takes place from Ahsoka's point of view. So it's like you could say like Ahsoka is closer to like as- what Ahsoka was feeling and things like that and has more details because of that. Whereas the show is kind of like a, you know, was this just like a Jedi scribe? Right. Like, like it's someone else taking some down short story, like just short storying, you know, yeah. some of the things. So if anything, the show could be the one that's like missing a lot of the details because of that. And because it's not from like Ahsoka's point of view, the fact that people are like trying to like say like, oh, the Ahsoka book isn't canon anymore. Like that's stupid. Like that's a whole like whole ass novel. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's one of those things where it's like. I'm frustrated. I I was frustrated because of like it didn't meet my expectations, which is fine. But I'm also I was also frustrated by like the fan response. Um, I will say I it it does suck that they kind of took out some of that representation uh, in terms of the relationship between Ahsoka and the sister. That could have been a really important moment. That's frustrating. Um, Yeah. It didn't have to be that long. (laughs) I also again I also understand why they couldn't go into everything because it was so short, but. I think that kind of all wraps up into what we we've already said and what you just said of like, well, then maybe this wasn't the right 
this wasn't the right moment to pick for this, yeah. this story. Like, I'm sure there's other stuff that could have been, like, maybe do an animated bridging the gap between uh, Mandalor- uh, the Mandalorian and where the Ahsoka show picks up. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that was a better choice. That would have been cool. You know, instead of having this kind or of moment with of Thrawn, her. Like highlighting Thrawn a little more since that's going to be something we're going to see more in. Exactly. Like maybe you, maybe you have that. Maybe you have some of the moments like leading up to where she's introduced in the, the Mandalorian because mm-hmm. there's so much room there because we don't know what happens. I think that's kind of where my frustration is, is like you don't have to you don't have to give us justification for every single thing that happens. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not real. That's sorry. Yeah. I keep going back to that, but like, that's what frustrates me about science fiction in general. Um, fantasy, it doesn't happen as much, but in the sci-fi fantasy realm, people get so adamant on understanding like the logic behind a lightsaber or the way something works. And honestly, that is why um, George Lucas fucked him, shot himself in the foot because he tried. Fucked to, himself in the foot. He fucked himself in the foot because he tried <laughs> to do things like the midichlorian thing. Like he just tried to, he tried to justify every single thing. You don't have to do that. Yeah. You can just let the story be a story and be a good storytelling experience and not think about. There are definitely already tons of things that you can like talk about and have good conversations about yeah like that's just that's what's frustrating about it i guess it, particularly with science fiction i will say i i do get people's enjoyment out of having those conversations but i also don't think that it's you know you don't have to like delegitimize something because like there's quote unquote science that doesn't work like you yeah. know what i mean it's like yeah. i mean there it's movies like there's tons of shit in 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 non-science fiction movies you know that isn't right you know that it's like think about the comic book timelines like those are completely fucked oh yeah like you're talking about like marvel and like (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, it's i mean and and again like if you if you get enjoyment out of like analyzing those details and stuff like that like that's fine like there's nothing wrong with that i just don't i don't like it when people take that to the extreme and they're like this this is trash because XYZ shouldn't happen. And Absolutely. it's like, okay, like, let's calm down. Like, if you're a fan, <laughs> you know, fan fiction exists yeah. for a reason. Like, you should, that's the most, that's some of the most fun things is like you get to participate or like be part of that by creating something. Yeah. Like, and if other people enjoy it and are like, oh, I love it because of this too, or see themselves as, or be able to like, identify with a character because you get to learn more about their orientation like Mm -hmm. and see yourself represented in one of the most like amazing jedi like that's not just a cis white dude jedi like that stuff is actually important right like not not whether or not like a (laughs) uh, like a ship can like make this maneuver or something like that you know what i mean it's like that like that, if, if someone gets that wrong, it's like you point it out and you move on. But yeah. like if someone gets something wrong that is like that can be harmful for, for folks, then that's that's actually a problem. Yes. Like that's I think that's where we both kind of like lie in that space. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, so this is our last episode on Tales of the Jedi. Overall, what were your thoughts on the show as a whole? It was very fun. Mm-hmm. I aside from, you know, some of the stuff that we clearly all just pointed out. 
Um, I really love, I love your point of it being like poetry. It was like little poems. Um, yeah. It reminded me a lot of visions in that way. It was just like a really fun, like there was lots of little like heartwarming moments. I really enjoyed the fact that we get to learn more about Dooku. And honestly, I feel like it supplemented his character a lot. Um, yeah. I didn't like him. <laughs> didn't care <laughs> about him first, but now I actually think he's a pretty legitimate, pretty cool character. Um, very meaty character in very ways, various different ways. So yeah, what about you? I, I I'm kind of the same. I will say that I feel like my excitement level going into it wasn't quite met, which yeah. is weird because I know that like everybody is like loves this show, and maybe that's what it was. Was like there was just like a lot of hype for it. I want to like <laughs> before I go too far, I don't want people to take that as me saying I didn't like it. I loved it. I thought it was like beautifully done. I liked the tone and stuff like that on it. I think it was just like it didn't quite hit the expectation that I had for it. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite aspect of it, honestly, was probably the animation style. Yeah. I really like the Dooku stuff, too. Although my understanding is there's a lot of like retconny details there. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't have like all the details for that one as much because I haven't read uh, the the Dooku novel, but mm. I know that there's I've I've seen people kind of call that out, um, and there's probably legitimate things with that too, just yeah. like there was with the Soka. When I will say when the show had like when the episodes hit their high marks, like it, it's very very well done and very impactful. Mm-hmm. I think for me, my favorite probably was uh, the one that we talked about today. Um, the practice makes perfect. Same. I think that was really great. I agree. I think the baby Ahsoka episode obviously was cute as well and then the dooku ones i liked a lot too mm-hmm. um, i like the one with yaddle i was kind of hoping we would get an origin story just for yaddle yeah i want like to know some, more about yaddle. some yoda <laughs> some yoda race like revelations i just want to know some more about Me too. Like, them little dudes um but yeah i mean overall i thought it was uh, I, th- I think it was fun i like i hope they do more of these like little supplemental things and not have to feel tied to you know continuing the story and and that will be the other only other thing is like it's okay for them to do stuff that they haven't explored yeah <laughs> like give us some stuff that you haven't explored like don't feel like it's tied it has to be tied to like the tying the prequel era no. to the original trilogy era or you know the clone wars like i'm i'm excited for more new stuff and we have gotten news that they're it sounds like there's going to be i don't remember if it was like movies or shows but they're going to be doing stuff that is after kind of uh, Rise of Skywalker. So that's exciting. Obviously, we have the Resistance show, which you know, neither of us have watched yet, but we will. Um, but I, I I like when they explore the space and they do it well, kind of like, again, with, with Practice Makes Perfect. I think that is like, that is the epitome of what they should be doing. Yeah. And not like having to juggle like the timeline and like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, I think that they can do they can just do more of the little tiny details. That episode was the most Clone Wars-esque because not Mm -hmm. only because it was set during that same timeline, but it does what Clone Wars does well, where that foreshadowing, that expectation of what we know is to come. That's so pivotal. That's I think why you and I kind of like the more quote unquote historical episodes of Star Wars, where we go back pre like the movies or in between the movies and not not to say that any of the newer stuff is bad because we also enjoy that too and we've we've talked about how much we love that but i think our favorite parts are the clone wars era type things just because there is so much that hasn't been explored that you can like show the evolution of of certain things um 
And so that's why I think I like that episode the most is like we knew what was coming and we knew what was about to be shown and we get to kind of see the the leading up to that and some yeah. very emotionally tied things or emotionally pivotal moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. Um, before we end the episode, there's one other thing that we can talk about really quickly, and that is there was a release, uh, and this happened a couple of weeks ago. There was a partnership between Lucasfilms and Studio Ghibli, um, and basically the way this happened was there was like a tweet uh by studio ghibli that just had like i think it had just like the lucas holmes logo and people were like what is happening like what's going on mm-hmm. um i think we might have mentioned it on an episode but like my initial reaction was like oh they're pro- they, they're gonna be doing something with visions like that's gotta be what God, it that would have been amazing um and then we got like another tweet and it was a it was um I think it was Miyazaki was like in the background and then there was like a little Grogu statue. Mm-hmm. And so people were like, what? And then like, I think it was right before Thanksgiving, we got news that like there was going to be a short uh, that was based on Grogu. With the soot gremlins um, spirited away. Yeah. So, yes, the little gremlin. So what we got was uh, it was titled Zen. Grogu and Dust Bunnies. It's so cute. <laughs> it ended up being a um of like a four minute, really short uh episode. It's all hand drawn, which is phenomenal to me. Um, but it really ended up. I mean, it's such an adorable little episode. If you haven't watched it, just spend four minutes and take a look at it because it really is worth your time. And I think that the messaging behind it is is really cool too. Of like, it's kind of Grogu. The, the, there's no story, right? There's no dialogue, but it's Grogu essentially trying to meditate and the dust bunnies kind of coming in and distracting him. And it's kind of this this commentary on meditation and having to like deal with distractions and thoughts that kind of come in and kind of living in the moment while that stuff kind of happens. And um, it's just, it's really adorable. There's an um, Enso at the end of the episode, which is actually encapsulating that entire point and enso is basically the practice of um in buddhism of painting a circle but the whole purpose of it is not to actually complete the circle or to make it perfect it is the actual practice of doing it yes and that is what's important um and i have an enso tattoo that I got a few years ago when we um, meditated, and I really want to put a little dust bunny or Grogu on it. Now. Oh, that would be so cute! Yeah, it's a um, if you Google it, you'll you'll be able to find it. But it's a yeah, it's essentially like a circle that's hand drawn. Uh, it's basically it's supposed to be one continuous brushstroke or two con- like two brushstrokes, um, and just to kind of express you know kind of a free like being just completely uninhibited and you know just kind of that practice of circle is closed or it's or it's open like it can be open as well um but yeah it was a it's a really great little drop that they had there was no i i could be like man i wish i got more but like honestly i think the fact like what it's about like the message behind it and just how beautifully done it is like i think it's exactly what it should have been yeah so yeah it's so perfect yeah, yeah it was really cool so just wanted to make sure that we talked about that because that was something that was kind of on our radar oh, uh, so for a cute. while awesome. and yeah it was it was it was beautiful mm-hmm. 
Well, I think that's now it for today's episode. We are at Distant Echoes SW on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find us at Distant Echoes SW2. Um, Tommy, what's your handle in this galaxy? <laughs> I am at Awkward Comma on and, Twitter. And I'm at Cassie Thulu. Uh, tune in next time when we absolutely, 100%, for real... Do not attempt another. Do not attempt. Attempt. Do not attend another Jedi funeral. Hopefully. Jedi or senator funeral. Although I'm not sure where we left off in Bad Batch, so maybe there's a mention. We'll have to think about. No that. more funerals. No more funerals. We can please. promise you there will be no more funerals in Star Wars ever. Yeah, absolutely. No one dies. No, nope, no one's dead. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.